your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing garage logic segment number one. Question, bro. Here we are. It's 45. Do it. Vikings look pretty good. Hey, they um. They really did. They despite really the objection good. from the newsman, who still isn't convinced that the team is any good. Who in the hell is Thielen? Adam Thielen, pride wow. of Mankato State. Boy, is he fast. He is sticky fingers. Oh, he's fast. We yeah. have a legit Super Bowl. Contender. Well, I knew somebody would say I'm something tell- like that, and I, I think it's better to uh, well, enjoy the ride. Ever. Just rein in the emotions. Just rein. I heard today something extremely interesting. What was that? I was going up and down the dial, as is my want. I was just going to ask that you must not have been listening to the previous show. Oh no, no, those guys yeah, are interesting. I'm just kidding. You know that if the Vikings make the Super Bowl, <laughs> they will be the away team. Yes. They don't get their own locker room. Right. They presumably wouldn't get their their practice facility. Why is this? They would. Uh, they wouldn't get choice of jersey color. They uh, whatever else applies to the home team. It alternates know. every other year, yeah. Rook. So the AFC is the home opponent, even though I it's did in not an know NFC. That. Yeah. I never knew Isn't that. that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that because the Vikings were never in it, so I didn't care. No, that will be essentially meaningless to fans in the event that they make it. To the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. You mean one of the five hundred thousand people that will be coming to town, right. according to the uh, the numbers out there. But it will. I have to imagine. I mean, we're we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But I have to imagine that it will still be essentially a home game because so many fans that will be in attendance will be Viking fans. Well, technically, as so, like Clem said, you know that was uh, that, that was, was an, an away Target game. Center that was, was a, an away that game. That was an away game. <laughs> Them not being in their locker room <laughs> technically is, a, is an away game. Uh, speak. I just called you bra, didn't I? Yeah. Hi, Joe. I love the show, and I was just listening to uh, episode three of the backstory on podcast one regarding foghornable words. Do you think you could add one more word to the list? I think the slang word bro or bra, as Rookie pronounces it, really has to go. The word is, I believe, short for brother, which means a male sibling, not your pal or your co-worker. Now it's even worse when he says bra, since that is short for brazier, which is a piece of women's clothing. My ears hurt when I see it or hear it. Could we just ban it? Thanks for considering my request, and happy Thanksgiving. This is from Linda. Hmm. Linda, I, I don't know how I'll try. You know what, I'll try how to dial it, it back. How let did me, it start? Let me start with dialing, trying to dial it back. Because it maybe it does get annoying. I'll I'll see what I can do before we outright ban the word. I, and bras is when many bra are gathered together. Uh, I remember why it started. I don't remember. It was uh, you know because every time we have Dave on, I always call down with like ninety seconds to go and just say you're or, ready. Or four seconds to go, right? Or are you there now? The bumpers playing or roll right. the dice, right? But that's—I think it started where we, we like to throw Dave off of his game once in a while. So Rook and I, between whoever calls him, we like to throw a bunch of words at him very fast, like "I was ready, bro." Ninety seconds, right? You know, that's how it yeah. started. You got ready, bro? And he just says, "What?" And he go, "Huh? Huh? Yeah." All right. Uh, Stacy, our official geologist, has weighed in. Uh, she has not let her own marriage stop her from her duties as correspondent. She uh, sent a photo of herself at the St. Andreas Fault. I saw that. See that? Mm-hmm. All right. 
I've got a lot. I got a lot. I, I got, got a lot of my mind. I got a lot of my mind. Yeah, you came around the corner and you said, <laughs> got a lot of my mind. I got too much. I got too much stuff. Uh, sure, hey, Joe, uh, who wrote this? Ben uh, from Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Joe, I was just thinking. Hillary Clinton is really the luckiest woman in the world. Huh. In one way or another, she's been associated with Al Franken, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, Harvey Weinstein, and Bill Clinton, and yet she wasn't sexually harassed once. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. That's, wow, that's, that's terrible. That's fast. That's terrible, too. isn't it? That's fast. That's not charitable on the week of no, Thanksgiving, no. is it? Short wow. week. That's it's right. Not, it's not charitable, is it? Well, it's no. true. Well, it's, it's not charitable. Do you know the turkeys that are to be pardoned? I find you're this, really all over the place. I am. I am. But I got. I, I can got, hardly uh, keep up with my notes here. It's about to go down. I got a lot of stuff. It's about to go down. I got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. The turkeys are, are to be pardoned tomorrow. Yes. Do you know where they're staying? I don't know. At the Hyatt. The Four Seasons? <laughs> no. You're, the, I, I didn't know that. The I didn't Willard, see the press release. The Willard Hotel what? on Pennsylvania Avenue. They have their own bleeping room. You're the kidding turkeys. Me. I don't know what to make of this. Uh, is it an end of the world? Uh, what is this? Uh. The two turkeys are staying at the Willard Intercontinental. Photos of the turkeys in their hotel room were posted to the official White House Instagram and Snapchat accounts. Do you get room service when you're a search Sunday yeah. afternoon showed no rooms available at the Willard Intercontinental for Sunday or Monday, but rates fall anywhere from two hundred to more than six grand for a presidential suite. The Hill, the website The Hill reports that the National Turkey Federation will pay for the lodging as it has in the past. Uh, President Trump will pardon the turkeys tomorrow in the Rose Garden. The two turkeys featured tomorrow are Minnesotans. Nice. After the pardoning, they will live out their lives at Virginia Tech University. Oh, I, I don't. They stay out east, huh? I don't know why that would be. <laughs> this year marks the 70th anniversary of the lighthearted event. <laughs> the White House says the first family will also donate two packaged turkeys to the charity Martha's Table in Washington. Okay. Two turkeys? That's it? Hello? Okay, thanks. We'll get that right up. You want gravy with that? Oh, I thought he ordered more towels. Oh. And a robe. Wait a minute. Can the, I keep this robe? The White House says, the, I think they're pictured in robes. No. Oh, they're on the bed there. Come they're on. Watching yeah, but okay, if you're in 12B, what about the next person, you know, the, the oh, day after? I don't, I don't want to follow. They go everywhere. Anymore. The White House says the first family will also donate two packaged turkey. That's it? Two lousy turkeys? Huh? You know, maybe Thanksgiving isn't their thing. The president is going to spend Thanksgiving at Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. Oh, mm-hmm. very nice. In Palm Beach. I named it for Marla Maples. Marla. Oh, I, I was going to start the show by asking you a question. Do you recall that? Yes. And now I've squandered my time, and so we'll have to come back. Okay. And, and, I, can, and, and I can't see that. I can't. I cannot do that. We can do that. I, I, can, I can't see. You it. know what I'll do? I can't see it. You know what I'll do for just because? Just, no, wait a minute. Let me see. Let me see something. It's going to be brown or orange. Whoa, whoa! The turkey. Here we if go. If you have a lot of Cheetos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. 
I need an answer to something. I, I might regret. I've got so much to get to that I, I might hesitate using this time, but I, I don't believe it'll be a waste of time because GLers will know the answer. 646-8255-877-615-1500. I've only purchased two houses in my life. Follow me now. Everyone focus. We are all Rook, uh, you're, we're all all, you're more than two. We're all listening. You're at, yeah. what, about four? four? All right. Reeves, I don't know about you. House uh, purchases. How it's many? axiomatic that what you inherit in the garage of your new purchase, because the previous owner left it there, mm-hmm. probably because the previous owner inherited it from the previous owner, are heavy metal posts, uh, almost triangular shaped. Mm-hmm. About a third of the way up, they have a flare on it. Uh, imagine if it was a dart, only it's not a dart. They're extremely heavy steel Posts yeah. with a point on it to be driven into the ground. And invariably, they're in every garage. What are those? They're too heavy, it seems to me, to be simply used for marking the perimeters of where snow should be plowed. So wait, are you talking... Are talk- they gardening? Uh, are they are you ast- talk- talking like three, four, five feet long posts? Oh, hell. Uh, five feet tall, six feet tall. Green? Five feet t- green, yeah. yes. And they have that little... Not not a spade, but it's just yes. It's, uh, I know. I don't. What know. are those? Aren't things? they used for fencing? Well, they they're substantial enough to be fence posts. But why are four always left behind when yeah. you when you In get a house or wherever? Yeah. What are I they? Don't, I That's a great question. What are they used for? I don't know. GLers will know. Uh, look at the phones. I knew this would this would pay off. This is why I do a radio show. What, you know what are those these green steel things posts are? for? Call me now. You, <laughs> Green posts. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Have, you, I ever, can't have you. you ever inherited any? Yes. Yes. I've got some in my garage right now. Be- were they there when you arrived? Yes, and I don't know what. To, <laughs> what I don't is know it? what they're for. <laughs> I know they go on the ground, but I don't know why. Do you agree with me that they're too substantial? They, they're it's they're unnecessarily substantial to demarcate snow perimeters. Uh, yes, that would be going Hell, above and take beyond. You, a strong man to get. Look at the lines are full. I knew GLers would know this. Yeah, they're going to get this for you. They're going to get this. I wonder. Then I thought, does it have something to do with the garden? Would you let tomatoes grow, the vines grow up them? Oh, that's not a bad idea, but usually. I need names here. Oh, I have names. I, yeah, I've never seen them used for that purpose. Ryan, what are they? Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Key bars, uh, use them in gardens, and you can put a metal mesh on them to let beans grow up. And I am counting 11 of them left in my pole shed from the house I just bought. 11 <laughs> were left. No doubt. <laughs> Isn't that something? What do you, what do you call, what do you call them? They're called key bars, and you have to, you have to have somebody hold them. Mine are about six feet tall, and you yep. gotta hit them on the top of the sledge to drive them. Yep. And they're called key bars, and we put metal fencing to grow beans. All right. Thank you very much. Big John, what are they? Yes, they are, in fact, uh, fence posts. And if you look up, the, there's a, a rib side yep. that you can pull out um, uh, like little ledges. And that's where you hook the, uh, hook the, fence, the fencing material okay. to, uh, to that. And there's also there's an arrow-shaped keeper that's about two feet up from the bottom. Yes. That's what holds it in the ground and keeps it from, wa- from wavering. Gives it structural stability in the ground, and we you can use them for dog kennels. You can do lots of different things. Thank you, sir. You bet. Greg, 
Yes, Mayor. Yes. They they are indeed fence posts, and you will see a lot of people use them to hold the orange snow fencing. Yep. And they're most easily put in the ground. There's a pipe that has two handles and a solid end, and that's the post pounder that they'll use if you don't want to take somebody's head off with a sledgehammer. All right. Thank you. Kent. Hey, Joe. Kent. Yeah, Joe. They're called T-posts. Yep. And they're most commonly used on small acreages to, uh, there's a, a little plastic, well, sorry about that. There's a little plastic bracket that clips onto them where you put electric fence on. And uh, they're used on small acreages to keep horses and things in. But they're also good in the garden. Uh, I live on a small acreage and I got about a hundred of them in my pole barn. Why in God's name is every city garage got them? Well, because a lot of people use them for uh, keeping rabbits and things out of their gardens. Right. Have you ever chicken. grown any beans with them? Um, I have grown beans on them, yes. Got it. All righty. All right, thank you. Yeah. I, I knew we'd get the answer. You got get it. Get me line one, and then we'll be done. Yep. Okay. I've never seen them for sale at a hardware store. I've never seen them out being used you in a yard. I, you know what I thought? They were a subset of garage wood. You you garage wood is that hunk of wood in the garage that you can't get rid of. You you need it. You you never know when you'll need it, but you need it to test a drill bit or block a trailer tire or whatever. There's that old hunk of wood in the garage that's been kicked around. It's greasy. It's oil covered, but you never can get rid of it because you need it. It's the same with these posts. But I never knew what to do with the posts. Well, I was going to say yeah, but the distinction is uh, you use garage wood. I, I've never used these. I, I don't know how either. to use them. I haven't either. Pete, go ahead, please. Hi, Joe. Hi. Um, I just thought as an old newspaper man, you should realize that every motor route, the rural delivery routes, use those posts to attach your paper tubes to. I'll be damned. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm the old motor route manager of the paper myself. So. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Why did that sound so funny? Because you were on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I don't know why. It does that every once in a while. I got, got it. I got, got it. it. What? The Fence Post Podcast. No, Ooh. I'm done now. I'm done, and I got. What a very, do you use it for, listener? I, I got a very satisfactory <laughs> answer, and I appreciate it. We should let people know too. You throw those away. You really can't. No, you can save you? them in you, case you need them. You have to have That's them. That's why they appear in the garage. All right, serious question. Yep. Can you scrap them? I mean, are they worth something if you go to the metal? If That's you, not, it's not much. I, I, it's a decent question, but I can't imagine there. Four of them would be worth a, enough well, because to get I mean, a cup of coffee. People re remember the uh, once a year they'd they'd bust open the where did the Saints used to play uh, the stadium the the electrical box. Remember that would get broke into oh, yeah. once a year just for the wiring because the, the metal copper. was worth well, so that's much. Copper. Well, it's these true. are this is this is dirty yeah. steel. I got some steel. I don't. Yeah. How much for copper? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it, it's uh, it's amazing that. Uh, uh, so many garages have these posts. I've inherited them, and uh, I share your observation. Though they are, I don't know what they're for, but well, you, we now do. We now uh, do I know, what, know what, they what they were for. Yeah. Well, I I had them in the get rid of pile. I think I'm going to reconsider. No, you Just leave them, and then when the house is sold, you you know you do somebody it. else will inherit them and wonder what the hell are these things. But you'll know. You'll leave in a note attached. Mm -hmm. This is what these are for, mm -hmm. which is why I'm leaving them for you. I got a lot to get to. Uh, the Wilder home tonight, hosting uh, who? Wild New Jersey. Have, 
Oh, they okay. just played the Capitals. God, they were just out there. What a stupid okay. schedule. It's a really dumb schedule. I have a prediction to make. What do you got? Uh, I don't want to make it because people, people will act on it. Uh, the Wild, uh, New Jersey is in town. The Devil. But they were just, they, yes, they played Washington Saturday night. I know. And now they come home to play a team that was 15 minutes by plane from Washington. I just saw, uh, it must have been. In fact, Carl- they would have taken a bus, I would imagine. Yeah. I just saw Carl Wetzel's post. He's the NHL alumni host mm-hmm. in the alumni room at the XL. Yeah. And I saw that Tommy Kramer and Dave Casper were in town watching that last wild game. Really? Tommy Kramer looks, he looks in pretty good shape. Good. good. Dave Casper looked fine as well, but I hadn't seen Tommy Kramer for I don't know how long. I don't. I'm trying to remember which new. It was not five. It was either four or eleven. I was watching last night, and the sportscasters were saying, "It's time to panic about the Wild." But they had just won four straight. Yeah, it's not time to panic. And they lost three to one in New Jersey. Big deal. Or, or uh, Washington. Big deal. It's not. It's not time to panic. Vikings looked pretty good, didn't they? Eight and two, baby. Is John Height ready? He is. All right, we're going to bring him in. Because he has got, like you, he has got a whole lot of stuff on his spindle. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 45 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. Vikings now move on to Thanksgiving Day, a game in Detroit. They'll play the Lions on Thursday morning. Vikes 8-2 and two after beating the Rams yesterday. Lions are in second in the NFC North, two games uh, behind the Vikings. I'd like to clarify something Mr. Reaver said, by the way. Mm-hmm. He said the newsman doesn't think the Vikings are any good. Yeah. I, I think the Vikings are very good. Mm-hmm. I just know they're the Vikings. Well, wait a minute. Something will happen oh, to them yeah. before. Last week, there, you, you told me you sat in that chair that and looked at weeks. That was two weeks and ago. And said they hadn't beaten anybody yet. That was two weeks ago. Actually, it was one. that chair because I switched them. True. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they're very good, but I, I just know they're the Vikings. And so I think uh, Casey Kasem has cemented his uh, starting role. Casey you? Kasem, yeah. Casey yeah. Keenum or whatever the hell his stars. name is. Well, did you hear yesterday after the game, Coach what Zimmer is said name? he had Case Keenum. There Case Keenum. Yeah. Uh, Coach Zimmer said he had, right now he's playing with a horseshoe. I think, meaning he was lucky. I think the head coach is doing whatever horseshoe? he can to continue to motivate his now starting quarterback. Whether it's... Playing that well, we might go to Teddy. He's motivating him, and that's and I think that that's that's not a bad move on yeah. his part because, to, to be honest, he's playing with house money with his backup quarterback at this point. Yeah, that's true. And no Dalvin Cook. That's yeah. right. Wild in action tonight. They'll play New Jersey at the Excel Energy Center, and the Pistons beat the Timberwolves one hundred to ninety-seven last night. Wolves ten and six now on the season. They're right back at it tonight on the road to play. Charlotte. News notes from today. St. Paul Mayor-elect Melvin Carter has announced the selection of uh, Jamie Tincher, who has served as chief of staff for Governor Mark Dayton since 2014. They just do each other favors, don't they? As deputy mayor, Carter making the announcement this morning. Uh, Tincher has been the chief of staff to both Dayton and Lieutenant Governor Tina Smith. Before that, she served as Dayton's deputy chief of staff for legislative affairs. Uh, she said, uh, Carter said, I'm honored and grateful that she has agreed to bring her talents to serve the people of St. Paul as deputy mayor. Dayton's office announced that Joanna Dornfield, uh, Dornfeld, excuse me, the deputy chief of staff for legislative affairs, will take Tincher's place as his chief of staff. A second woman has accused Minnesota Senator Al Franken of inappropriate touching. That's coming up in the next segment. Lindsay Menz told CNN 
that uh, Franken placed his hand on her bottom as they posed for a picture at the state fair in 2010, two years into Franken's first term. A uh, 33-year-old man's told CNN the interaction made her feel, in her words, gross. She says she immediately told her husband that Franken had grabbed, uh, grabbed her bottom. Franken told CNN he didn't remember taking the picture, but he feels badly that she felt disrespected. Woman accusing Alabama Senate... Is that his new line? Mm-hmm. Okay. Woman accusing Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore of initiating sexual contact when she was 14 said today in her first televised interview she wanted to confront him years ago but didn't because he was powerful and the encounter gutted her self-confidence. The declaration by Lee Korfman comes after Moore's supporters claimed without evidence that reporters were offering thousands of dollars to women for accusations. The state elections being closely watched. Corfman said she was absolutely not paid to tell her story publicly. She said, my bank account has not flourished. If anything, it's gone down because I'm not working. Corfman said Moore's stature in Alabama, he was a noted attorney who went on to become a powerful judge, prevented her from coming forward years ago. But she says she did confide in close friends immediately after the incident and told family members later on as an adult. During a cabinet meeting this morning at the White House, President Trump announcing the designation of North Korea as a state sponsor of terrorism effective immediately. He told the press before the cabinet meeting today, the United States is designating North Korea as a state sponsor of terrorism. It should have happened a long time ago, should have happened years ago. The president called on the DPRK to end its unlawful development of ballistic missiles and cease all support for international terrorism, including assassinations on foreign soil. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's half-brother, Kim Jong-nam, was assassinated in Malaysia in February. Charles Manson died over the weekend. What a shame. Natural causes, according to the California Department of Corrections. He was 83. Manson, of course, orchestrated a wave of violence in August 1969 that took the lives of seven people, spawned headlines worldwide, landed him and his Manson family of followers in prison for most of the remainder of their lives. Manson served nine life terms in California prisons, was denied parole 12 times. The brutal Why kill- in the hell would he ever be paroled? Yeah. Brutal killings began on August 9, 1969 at the home of actress Sharon Tate and her husband, movie director Roman Polanski. Polanski out of the country at the time. The first set of victims were Tate, who was eight months pregnant, a celebrity hairstylist named Jay Sebring, coffee fortune heiress Abigail Folger, writer Wojciech Frykowski, and Stephen Parent, a friend of the family's caretaker. The next night, another set of murders taking place. Supermarket executive Lino LaBianca, his wife Rosemary, killed at their home. Manson ordered all of the killings but did not take part either night. Over the course of two of the nights, killers inflicted 169 stab wounds, seven gunshot wounds, both crime scenes revealed horrifying images, and a few details linked the two. The word pig, written in victims' blood on the walls of one home and on the front door of another. Another phrase apparently scrawled in blood, uh, misspelled, helter-skelter. The reason for the disturbing writings, the prosecutor argued, was because Manson wanted to start a race war and had hoped the Black Panthers would be blamed for those killings. The owners of First Avenue are going to open a new bar and restaurant adjoining the Palace Theater in St. Paul. New restaurant will move into the current Wild Times location with First Avenue taking over the lease on November 29th and then remodeling and rebranding the space. No name has been chosen yet. Owners say the concept is still being fleshed out. The Palace, which was originally unveiled in 1916, reopened earlier this year after sitting mostly dormant for six decades. The owner said First Avenue hopes to debut the new restaurant and bar by spring of 2018. Um, in a healthier time for newspapers, 
Mm-hmm. This is an example of a story that would be a wonderful candidate for a long investigative reporting. As I understand it, St. Paul taxpayers paid for the renov- the renovation of the Palace Theater. Yes. But it's run by Jam Productions uh, out of Chicago and First Avenue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what St. Paul gets out of the deal uh, other than uh, a couple of thousand people who show up for a concert and then maybe spend some money downtown. But it seems to me that this uh, th- now you have First Avenue announcing, well, we're also getting this restaurant next door. Uh, maybe that's an up and up deal. I have no idea. I'm sure it is. Uh, but it's basically this is a uh, a satellite operation of First Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they and, get all the renovations done for them, so they get a nice new. So spot. what does St. Paul get out of this? A rent check? Uh, and I that's where I would something. say that's where I would say this would really be a nifty time for turn a couple of reporters loose and just uh, lay it out for people how this happened, right? That's that's because my, the, that's the, the end the, of my the, sermon. The mainstays downtown, the Kincaids. Uh, you know, all those places, they nobody did their renovations for them. Well, it, uh, and I guess it's a wonderful venue. I haven't been there yet, but that's not the point. Uh, who's getting the money? I don't think St. Paul is. Della Reese, who segued from pop and jazz singing stardom into a career as a popular TV actress, has died. She was 86 years old, dying last night at her home in California. Reared in gospel music, she became a big voice secular music star with number one R&B and number two pop hits in 1959. By 1969, she had launched her TV show Della, the first talk show hosted by an African-American woman and had begun a move into an acting career that would take her into even greater national prominence. After a number of guest appearances, Reese broke into TV full-time with a starring role in the TV series Chico and the Man. Sounds like she was Oprah before Oprah, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She also took starring roles in the features Harlem Nights and a thin line between love and hate becoming uh, before becoming popular in the Touched by an Angel show in the 1980s. Thin line between love and hate. That's a pretender's song. It's actually a different uh, different song. Oh. Actually, it's a persuader's song before Definitely. the pretender's song. God Almighty. Haven't That was a soul hit uh, about 20 years before the pretender's yeah. touched. Duh, that. Joe. Oh. So, He's me. almost as bad as off-site correspondent Dan. Well... They're they're knowledgeable oh, people. It's it's, it's you always, you always so say it's a thin line between love and hate is an old soul song. That's correct. Maybe we can have Rook find that. Yeah, I'd they're, love well, it. I'd love you to you, seriously. Yeah, I'd love you to have you find that, and then uh, in the meantime, we'll bring in you know, the persuaders version of the pretenders. Yeah. No, find the original. No, Let hype guide you. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We have uh, a lot of cloud cover out there. Just a hint of sunshine, but we're still up to 45 degrees, one of the warmer days we've had in a while. Uh, we'll see the temperature top out somewhere around 48, I think, with um, still that cloud cover lasting through the evening and into the night tonight, dropping down to 25. A strong cold front's going to come through. West winds behind that front. 10 to 20, gusting to 25. Tomorrow is just going to be a windy and cold day. 
partly sunny skies and a high close to 28. Wind chills probably in the lower teens throughout most of the day. Northwest winds 15 to 25, gusting to 30 tomorrow. And then tomorrow night, clear skies all the way down to 18. That looks like for Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, light snow or flurries are a possibility. Not a big deal there. It's not going to hamper travel. 32 for the high temperature on Wednesday. For Thanksgiving Day, all the way up to 40. Partly sunny skies, and for the day after Thanksgiving for Black Friday, we're looking for a chance of scattered showers and a high close to 50 then. The record, I believe, is about 59, so not getting close to that. Right now, we're at 45, Joe. All right, thank you. Yeah, hey, I found it, bro. Okay. I found it for you. All right. You ready? Yeah. 1971. All right. The Persuaders. Beginning in 2009, which would have been his first year in the Senate, having beat Norm Coleman in 2008 by 300 votes, if we knew this creep was doing the David Copperfield at the with these gals, we wouldn't be plagued with this guy right. as a senator. But beginning in 2009, you uh, asked his people every year at the fair for him to come on. Is that an accurate yes, statement? That is an accurate statement. I don't think you've done it recently because you know that it's it I've just given falls, up. It falls on deaf ears. Well, it's a shame he didn't take us up on it because we've worked the fair for 25 years. We could have given Al some tips. Yeah. He doesn't know how to work the fair. No, does not know how Because to work the, the latest accuser, uh, Lindy... Lindsay Menz, John had this in his newscast, Lindsay Menz told CNN that Franken placed his hand on her bottom as they posed for a photo at the fair in 2010. Well, he's, in, he's into his Senate term at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, Menz is 33. She said that the interaction made her feel gross. She says she immediately told her husband that Franken had grabbed her bottom. Why huh. didn't he go and beat the crap out of this sanctimonious twerp? Maybe the, uh, the the bride just felt shame and wanted to go away. Franken told CNN he didn't remember taking the photo with men's, but he feels badly uh, that she felt disrespected. Uh, Al, you should have come over. Uh, we do the we got we take all 15, sorts of 20, 30 yes. pictures a day, and we and, don't have any Doug Henning or uh, David Copperfield. No, we don't. We don't uh, follow the David Copperfield uh, Copperfield deal. It's simple, Al. You you keep your hands in front of you. Right. Uh, but he's probably thinking he's stuck out there with all these bottom feeders in his mind. Yeah. And being the uh, elite that he thinks he is, he probably thinks, I got to get something out of this. So right. he goes for the however, however, uh, allegedly, allegedly yes. however, allegedly. Mm -hmm. But uh, the uh, fair is a tough, it's a tough gig, Al. And uh, we would have been more than happy to give you all of our collected wisdom on how to deal yes. with. Uh, how to deal with the with people. With the crowds the like that. Yeah. People wanting a picture. Yeah. Hey, will you sign this? Will you? Yeah. And it's I... fun. It's fun. All you got just, you just got to, you just have to say, how you doing? Right. You know? Right. You don't get to play come in Rangoon. No. No. But a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, we take pictures with, they're probably, uh, they're not behind, they wouldn't put it behind them to ask. They would, they would be very upfront. Hey, could uh, you put your hand on my bottom uh, for me? Apparently, apparently, uh, there are progressive groups 
uh, who who would not think him progressive enough, mm-hmm. who want him to resign. Uh, the latest from Franken's office is that he has no intention of resigning, but they want him replaced with Keith Ellison. So, oh. you know, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right. Uh, the devil you know. And I would believe that if he resigned, that, that falls to Governor Dayton uh, to name the replacement. And there's no doubt in my mind that that Dayton would go for Ellison. You don't think he would go for Norm Coleman, who uh, I don't think he beat so. by what 320 votes. Uh, Coleman uh, lost to Franken by what 300 votes that are still in somebody's trunk, for right. all we know. <laughs> right. you know. Uh, uh, Franken again. He said he doesn't remember taking the photo with Men's. Uh, I believe him. Uh, if yeah, you're, you wouldn't. Re- if you're you at the that. fair and. You're uh, working the DFL booth, and you've taken a hundred pictures during the day. You're not going to remember everybody who you took a picture with, right. except for the guy in the mirror bald helmet. You yeah, remember that guy. If, if Angie got up there, Franken would remember that. There was some guy here with a disco helmet on. <laughs> if that was the case, he would say, "I remember. I definitely did not touch his bottom." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Angie might have gone for well, his. yeah, oh, right. Oh, back for another pick. We don't know, do I'm we? Back for another pick, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, I don't know what, uh, the future holds for Al. Uh, I guess he'll subject himself to an ethics investigation. I have no idea what there is to investigate. You got the photo. If nothing uh, yeah, else, that's kind of clear photo. cut. That's not, he said, she said, she said, that's and, and that's, cut. that's the photo where I'd cut him slack because he's being a professional clown. I'm not saying it's, uh, it's, it was right for him right. to do that. Right. I, I guess the, uh, the the creepiness factor there is that she was asleep. Right. Had, had she been awake and uh, you know smiled sheepishly as he pretended to, oh, Al. to play come in Rangoon? That's one thing. He's still being a professional clown at that point. Right. Uh, it's the uh, going alfalfa honor that. Uh, well, it, and it's however a, allegedly, it's especially worse given the events that happened prior, where she felt. So That's what I'm saying. When he went alfalfa. Honor, right. Right. You know. Did you ever see the film clip, by the way, of the USO show? You uh, can tell she was in distress. You can tell she was a she was PO'd. Uh, yes, be a good word for mm-hmm. it. Good assessment. Uh, her name being uh, Leanne Tweeden, uh, who accused Franken last week of forcibly going alfalfa on her during the USO tour. There's Peach, Prune, and alfalfa. Yeah, Al, and, right, Al went alfalfa, probably and, because of his name, alfalfa. And alfalfa is the one where you try to make contact. Peach right. direct is just, contact. Well, run through them for us. Well, your, you got your, your peach is just kind of like, mm, okay, goodbye. Yeah. You know? And yeah. prune is like a grandma. Mm, you know, oh, yeah. to, Where the lips are almost vertical. Right, right. I don't yeah. want to do this. And alpha, alpha, you are just going to town. You are, <laughs> you're, uh, you want to make some contact. Yeah. You want to show. It's a commitment, isn't it's it? It's a commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment. Peach and prune, peach you're and gone. Prune, you're done. Pe- peach and prune are almost, uh. Oh, not almost. They're socially acceptable. Yeah, how you doing? You go peach and prune at any charity event you're yes. at or how at you a doing? wedding. Good to see you, or, Mr. Hey, hello, Mrs. President, Madam mm-hmm. President. That's peach sure. and prune. Right. Alfalfa is a whole different deal. Alfalfa, you are looking for. Uh, that would be your um, your gray cup, your Stanley Cup. That would be your Lombardi kiss trophy. Well, but see, you can't look at it that way because you can't. You. Can't, well, I don't mean in Franken's case. You can't I just, consider it a conquest when the woman is not acquiescing. No, no. But we're we're. This is distinct from those those actions. Right, These are just. Right. This is just the kiss. Right. You go alfalfa. You're that's looking. A commitment. You're, you're looking for something. That's a commitment. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, Al, if you'd ever uh, deign to lower yourself to come over to Garage Logic, which is only the most popular radio show in the history of the state fair, you would have learned something. It's too bad. You know, Governor Dayton always comes on. Yeah. Uh, who else? There's been other they people. They all come on. They all do. He it, just never. Al was Al routinely was the only one who made sure that he didn't come on. Right. Probably because he didn't really want to face GLers. Right. I nah. ain't. If you're ready nah. Ain't. That was it. That was it. Ain't. Suchi style. Yeah, let's go. Uh-huh. Listen, bro. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, there's never any downtime. No, not really. <sighs> got too much stuff. I got too much stuff, but now I get no. Don't now be, I ain't got no clock. Don't be saving that stuff. Don't be saving that stuff, Larry. Get rid of that. Uh, well, we're this is into party the... week. This I'm feeling. I just oh, I, the switch just went from it's already Wednesday. This is party week. This Dang. is my no, Thursday. Settle down right now. We have a lot of work to do before it's party time. Let's go for it. 1500 ESPN <laughs> is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis, 45. 45.